Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. All right, well, welcome to American Potential Now. As this podcast grows, one of the things we want to start doing is to talk about kind of certain events that are happening in the news, and that's why we're starting to do episodes called American Potential Now. These will be a little bit shorter podcast episodes, sometimes with a guest or by myself, but our mission will still be to inspire, inform, and equip you, our listener, with information to make a difference. So for our first American Potential Now episode, we're going to talk about the public health emergency that the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham, declared that tramples on the Bill of Rights. Now, Governor Grisham issued a public health order to suspend allowing open carry and concealed firearms in public spaces in Albuquerque and in Bernalillo County um, in New Mexico for 30 days, arguing that, quote, gun violence and drug use constitute conditions of public health importance. Now, here is the clip of the governor at her press conference. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your your carrying license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Okay, well, you heard it. Now, we have Sarah Field, who is the Vice President for Americans for Prosperity, on to talk about this. Sarah is one of my absolute favorite people in the whole world. And I've worked with her for a very long time. She's committed to our country. She's committed to our founding principles. And she is committed to the rule of law. Sarah, thanks for being on the podcast. Jeff, thank you for having me. And I'm glad I wore the uniform. <laughs> That's right. There you go. So um, so you heard this clip. And you, you've seen what, what, what the governor of New Mexico did. Do governors, mayors, county commissioners, or presidents of the United States have the power to simply declare an emergency and suspend constitutional rights? No, short answer, no. We can actually end the clip here, right? Um, (laughs) Right. No, uh, governors do not have this authority. They don't have the authority to unilaterally suspend the rule of law, whether it's the United States Constitution, whether it's the state constitution. Um, This is absolutely not within their purview. If they are going to do any sort of emergency order, um, as we saw over the last couple of years, especially during COVID in the early days, these need to be things that would actually qualify as an emergency, would meet judicial review, would meet very, very tight standards. And what the governor did here in New Mexico absolutely does not meet those standards. I mean, she almost, did, she admitted it in the in the press conference. I mean, she basically kind of said, I don't know that this is going to stand up to constitutional muster. Of course it's not. I mean, she kind of admitted that, but did it anyway, didn't she? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, and it's interesting that we've seen sort of a, um, an uproar from folks across um, the political spectrum because this is so egregious, right? You have a governor saying, I don't actually think this is constitutional, but the issue is so important that, you know what, let's just let it play out and see what happens. I think she called it a cooling off period. Um, there really isn't a cooling off period for the Constitution. That is not what our framers um, intended. And in fact, Jeff, if I can just read you um, a few quotes, because don't take it from me, right? Like, let's take right. it from other people and how they're viewing this. So sure. here, here's the first one. Um, this was in response to when the governor passed the order just this past Friday, or signed the order. It wasn't passed. That's the whole point. Right. Um, historically, this kind of approach leads to over-policing, leads to racial profiling, increased misery, and our organization remains committed to advocating for policies that safeguard the civil liberties and rights of all citizens. Okay. Who do you right. think said that in opposition? Was I, it Jim Gray? I, I don't know. Who? No. Who? It's the ACLU. The I mean, ACLU. <laughs> ACLU came out and said that right away. Another great quote. I won't bore you with all of them, but um, uh, I support gun safety, but there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. And that was none other than gun control activist David Hogg, right? Amazing. David Hogg is the first one to say, hey, look, like I'm pro-gun control, but this is unconstitutional. You can't do it. Right. Um, and in fact, this is so prolific that this view that the governor's action is unconstitutional, that the governor's own attorney general, the Democratic attorney general, has said, not only is this prudentially bad, it's actually not going to solve the very real problem of gun violence, but it's unconstitutional. I took an oath of office. I can't do it. The DA said that. The mayor said that the police of chiefs the chief of police said that so this is now something that is also just not going to be enforced by those in authority because they're taking their oath to the constitution so seriously which is a yeah. good thing yeah that's a great thing and those are amazing quotes i mean it's it's not often where you see people on the left and the right especially over the second amendment if i could if i could be so bold as to say and i know you know, we're for our organization doesn't really get involved in the gun issue, but we do defend the Bill of Rights and the mm -hmm. Constitution. Right. And um, but it's just an, it's kind of staggering to hear people on the left and right come out uh, against this uh, this idea and this effort and this action by the governor of New Mexico. You know, we saw elected officials use in a lot of cases and abuse mm -hmm. emergency powers during covid. In my view, is this a growing trend? amongst executives and how can we stop it? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, the optimist in me would like to say, no, this isn't a growing trend, but um, but the realist and, um, you know, from studying Madison and our founders and, and the, the reality of power and human nature is that this is always going to be the temptation of those in power, and this could be a growing trend. Um, our own colleague from Americans for Prosperity, Casey Maddox, has a really good framework for considering, okay, how do you address when real emergencies pop, because they will, right, the balance between liberty and security, liberty and public Public health has been with us since our founding. How do you do it in a way that is narrowly tailored and the American people can hold their government officials accountable um, for that action? First thing is they got to ask if it's even constitutional or not, right? And we see the governor here just didn't even ask that question or didn't even care to answer the question um, and to consider it seriously. Um, you have to invite the public into the process. You need buy-in from the people that this is actually something they want. We see that in New Mexico, the people are saying, absolutely not. This is not what we want. Um, and you constantly need to reevaluate. Re you need to keep it focused. You need to allow for modifications and, um, and ensure equal application. You can't target 
like we saw in COVID, you can't target churches, but allow, you know, um, athletic clubs to stay open, right? Like you've got to keep, you have to ensure equal application. Um, but even then it's hard, right? Like even then there's still a lot of issues. So it is important that, um, that people understand the bill of rights. They understand the structural constraints in the constitution, um, on government power so that they can hold their elected officials accountable. Well, you know, we t- I just recorded an episode with Casey Maddox, who you referenced, and we're going to release that in Constitution Week here coming up in a little bit. But that's one of the things we talked about is our our Constitution is, is different, and the Bill of Rights and our founders devised it because it is there to limit government's ability to infringe upon the rights of citizens. And that's, I mean, it's revolutionary. That's what made our founding document makes our founding documents so so incredible but that that's really what happened here the constitution prevents a politician from infringing upon those rights isn't that isn't that right that's absolutely true and i, I don't want to steal casey's um thunder for constitution right. day but you know in, even in my own um personal journey i can remember reading uh justice scalia in law school and it opened my eyes to the importance of both the bill of rights right those those rights that are listed um the rights that we have that are limited um including but not limited to those in the bill of rights but also the structural constitution the separation of powers federalism how those things provide these these checks and balances in the system that don't allow any one actor to get too much power. Um, and I can remember Justice Scalia saying something about how every every dictatorship in the world, and he is, was right, has some sort of bill of rights. And oftentimes, many of them are beautiful, and they guarantee the most wonderful things that we can do, um, but none of them actually work in practice. And you need the structural constitution. And what you saw the governor doing here was unilaterally acting as an executive to do something. And that is a huge problem. Well, you know, I guess last question is, you know, we're going to release an episode later too on American Potential about Americans for Prosperity Foundation started a project called the Emergency Powers Reform Project. And the project wants to make changes at the federal level, but with this governor showing how the emergency powers can be abused, why does this project uh, not become even more important? I mean, I think it's critical that we do that. Oh, it's so important, right? Because you are—you're seeing that um, there are these, the, you know, there are these challenges both at the state level and at the federal level. Um, and what is really interesting at the state level, uh, I think a lot of people don't think about, is that every single state has their own constitution as well. And oftentimes, state constitutions are even more vigorous in defending individual rights and liberty than even the federal constitution is. And so, people should be aware: what is your state constitution? I don't know that most people have ever even read it, um, and they should hold their governor their elected officials, their state officials accountable um, to upholding their state constitutions and the federal constitution. Um, And I think that we're at a unique moment where people are interested in this issue. They've seen abuses of power. They're concerned. And I would say now is the time for people to study these things and and get up to speed on, on what this should look like. Yeah, no question about it. Sarah, you're awesome. Thank you so much for just taking a few minutes to update us on this and, and talk through it with us. I, I think most Americans understand it. It seems like maybe the governor of New Mexico doesn't. Yeah, I think but, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. We but, should send uh, a, a copy of the pocket constitution, right? We, just just we, in case. We should. Make, that's a great idea. Maybe all the citizens of New Mexico could just send her one. And we'll send one as well from American Potential. That sounds great. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sarah. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, listen, what an, what an important issue Glad that we could do this quick. 
uh, American Potential Now podcast to get this out there for you. Look, liberty and freedom, they're easily taken for granted. Don't take it for granted. Go out there. Defend freedom and liberty. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.